Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, math fans. Jason Marshall, math dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. After the last few episodes, you should be feeling like you're becoming something of a probability tree expert. Two weeks ago, we learned how to draw probability trees, and last week we started to learn how to use probability trees to calculate probabilities. At the end of the last episode, I left you to think about a little brain teaser puzzle about using probability trees to help you decide if and when to go to the beach. Hopefully you've had some time to think about that and maybe even come up with your own way of doing it. But how would I do it? And how exactly does this puzzle apply to the larger world of calculating probabilities? Stay tuned, because those are precisely the things we'll be talking about today. There are lots of factors that influence your decision about how to spend your day. For example, if you're contemplating a trip to the beach, you might think about how likely it is to be sunny or foggy, breezy or calm, and if you'll be able to find a place to park once you get there. Whether or not you realize it, when making decisions like this, it's natural to think about such factors probabilistically. After all, weather reports say things like there's a 70% chance of sun after 11 a.m., or there's a 40% chance of rain after 2 p.m., and so on. In other words, weather is reported using the language of probability. And something like how likely it is you'll be able to find a place to park is most easily thought about in terms of probability, too. For example, do you have a 50-50 shot of finding parking? Or perhaps you think it's pretty much a sure thing, something like a 90% chance. Or is it a busy holiday weekend where you're guessing you have only a 10% probability of being able to park? The point is that many factors that influence your decisions can be translated into probabilities, which means that we can use these factors to draw a probability tree to help us make decisions. As I said earlier, this is actually something many of us do naturally without really realizing it, which is great when making simple decisions like going to the beach. But for more complicated decisions, going the extra mile and drawing a probability tree to help you visualize and understand the factors is extremely helpful. So, what does the probability tree look like for our hypothetical beach trip? In truth, it could look a lot like the probability trees for coin tosses we've been drawing the last few weeks. But instead of starting a new branch at each toss, we instead start a new branch for each of our deciding factors. For example, if we're interested in whether or not it's going to be sunny and if we'll be able to find a parking spot, our probability tree will begin by branching into the possibilities that it will be sunny or cloudy, and then it will branch out from each of these options into the possibilities that we will or will not be able to park. You can take a look at my version of this probability tree in the web article version of this podcast. This is Math Dude episode 122 at mathdude.quickanddirtytips.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The top branch of our probability tree represents the possibility that it will be sunny and that we'll be able to park. If we estimate that the probability of sun is 70%, based upon the weather report, say, and that the probability of being able to park when it's sunny is 60%, based upon our experience, then the total probability for these two things is 0.7 times 0.6, or 0.42, which is 42%. The next branch down shows that there is a 28% chance of sunshine, but, sadly, no parking spaces for us to be able to get out of the car and enjoy it. While the probability of being able to park when the sun is shining is 60%, our probability tree shows that our estimate of the probability of being able to park when it's cloudy goes up to 90%, which means that the next branch of our tree shows us that there's a 0.3 times 0.9 or 0.27, which is a 27% chance of encountering lots of clouds but ample parking. And the final branch shows us that there's a 0.3 times 0.1 or 0.03, which is a 3% chance of seeing cloudy skies and being shut out on parking. If you think about this, you'll notice something interesting about the probabilities of finding a parking spot we've used. If it's sunny, the probability of finding parking is 60%. But if it's cloudy, that probability goes up to 90%. In other words, the probability of one thing in our tree depends upon another. If you think back to tossing coins where each toss is completely independent of another, you'll realize that this is big news. It's important to realize that in the real world, not all events are independent, and that probability trees are extremely useful for understanding both dependent and independent events. Given what we've calculated using our probability tree, would you be inclined to take your chances and go to the beach? Looking back on our tree and the fact that we've estimated only a 42% chance of sunshine and a parking space, I'm not so sure I would. After all, there's a 58% chance that we won't be able to park, that it'll be cloudy, or even worse, both. So perhaps we'd be better off making some other plans. But instead of giving up on the beach altogether, why don't we sketch up a few probability trees for different days of the week? One tree can be the same as the one we looked at earlier. But the second tree is for the following day. Again, you can take a look at my version of this drawing at the Math Dudes website. Let's say that on that following day, the chances of sunshine have gone up 10%. And there's a 30% better chance of finding a parking spot on a sunny day, too. When we put these things together, we find that there's now a 72% chance of both sunshine and a parking spot, which are definitely odds that I'm willing to take my chances on. So, as we've seen, not only can probability trees help you understand the interrelationships between factors in real-world problems, they can even help you make decisions. Before we finish up, I want to leave you with a little assignment that will both help you practice your new probability tree-making skills and prepare us to dive into next week's topic. Imagine flipping one, then two, then three, and finally four coins at once. Can you draw probability trees to help you figure out how many possible outcomes there are in each of those cases? And for each case, can you figure out how many of those outcomes have 0, 1, 2, 3, or 4 heads? Once you've figured that all out, try to see if you can find a pattern in the numbers. And then be sure to check back next week to learn all about it.
In the meantime, remember to become a fan of the Math Dude on Facebook, where you'll find lots of great math tips posted every day. That's at facebook.com/slash/the-math-dude. Please follow me on Twitter too at twitter.com/slash/jasonmarshall. And be sure to check out the articles I've posted on Scientific American's website. They're all at scientificamerican.com. Finally, don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, The Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Guide to Algebra. Perfect for all the students in your life and their parents. It's available wherever you like to buy books. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.